0: One, two, three, four. I can change the world with my own. Two hands make a better place with my own.
1: Good afternoon. You are listening to the Andy Zinka Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK Community Radio. This is My Own Two Hands, a monthly collaboration between AZYEP and Colorado Mountain College's Sustainability Studies Program. On the show, we talk with current students, alumni, professors, and experts in the field of sustainability. We tackle big issues in the world of sustainability, climate, and resilience, while focusing on community-based solutions. Your usual host, Adele, has teamed up with students from CMC's cultural place-based equity class to record a sustainability-focused radio show on a topic of interest. During last month's show, you heard my classmates, Sierra and Camden, talking about the state of water in the West. My name is Holly Fox. I am a student from CMC Steamboat Springs, Colorado. I'm originally from Grand Lake, Colorado, which is a mere two hours away from Steamboat. So this is just like my backyard. I'm currently studying a bachelor's in sustainability and associates of outdoor education and arts. I'm going to be working as a commissioned ranger at Yampa Valley and Elkhead Reservoir Visitor Center this summer. On this month's show, we will be talking about the Steamboat Springs housing crisis and what some of the community is doing to solve the issue. I call Steamboat Springs my home, but this issue is taking place all over Colorado. I know that the Roaring Fork Valley is experiencing a housing crisis too. Hopefully the work done in Rowell County can be an example for other places around the state. I've lived in Steamboat Springs for three years as a student at Colorado Mountain College studying sustainability. I've seen rent prices rise and fall from seeing my friends and coworkers struggle to make their monthly rent bills. I've had the opportunity to live in the dormitory so far into my education, which is usually $6,000 a semester for approximately four months, which I've been able to put on student loans. Being able to put those expenses on loans was so valuable because I didn't have to spend all of my money on rent instead of on important classes although next semester of fall 2022 i will not be living in the dorms and will be finally moving into the community i am afraid i won't be able to find a good place to rent that won't make me work full-time and have to reduce my time as a student a lot of students are in the same predicament as me they either take little to no classes or leave the area not only are students affected the people of the community are greatly affected by the high prices as well the population of full-time residents has become concerningly low. There aren't enough people to work in our grocery stores, ski resorts, or CDOT for road maintenance as examples. In their place, the number of visitors and part-time residents have doubled. There is a local organization called the Yampa Valley Housing Authority that is spending a lot of their time solving the housing crisis. They are involving several people in the community and CMCs make the new housing area sustainable and set it as an example for any new development in town. This year the YVHA was donated a large amount of land outside of town towards Steamboat 2 which will be the new grounds for the Brown Ranch. The Brown Ranch had been home to many generations of farmers, horse ranchers, and producing oats and wheat. I went to a conference in the fall hosted by YVHA and they express all of the ways they will implement solutions for things like water and clean energy. They are involving a number of steering committees to make sure that the community is built to our best ability with sustainable living, gardens, local businesses, grocery stores, and so much more. To learn more about Brown Ranch and Yampa Valley Housing Authority, we have invited Sheila Henderson, who is leading the community engagement and health equity piece of the Brown Ranch. As a long resident and former YBHA board member, she is well-versed in our current housing crisis. In 2019, she retired retired as the Executive Director of an Integrated Community, a nonprofit that supports immigrant and limited English-speaking community members. After a two-year break, she returned to the Housing Authority and is excited to talk about the Brown Ranch, a 534-acre piece of land on the west end of town that was donated to the YBHA. Thank you so much for joining us on our show. You're
0: very welcome.
1: To begin the show, can you please tell us a little bit about yourselves and your relationship with the Yampa Valley Housing Authority and their efforts to solve the housing crisis with the Brown Ranch?
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, my name is Sheila Henderson. I'm with the Yampa Valley Housing Authority. I am a past board member, and so when these amazing donors purchased 534 acres for $24 million and gave it to the housing authority, I got brought on to uh, lead the community engagement, um, targeted outreach, and the health equity portion of our planning process.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you could be a part of all that. Uh, What exactly is YVHA's vision and how does your branch necessarily play into that?
0: So the vision of the housing authority is to provide workforce housing for certain income levels in town. So we tend to use a standard here called the area median income, and we tend to build properties for 120% AMI or less, and that fits with the Brown Ranch because we have a crisis with workforce housing um, that actually goes higher than that 120% AMI. So we've got an opportunity and land here to create a new community um, that's super diverse and has an excellent vision of providing um, a supply for of workforce housing that meets both the urgent and the long-term need.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's, that'll definitely be valuable. How did you start working for YVHA? What brought you into like the sort of area with your background?
0: Well, so I'm the former executive director of a nonprofit, a very grassroots nonprofit called Integrated Community, or Comunidad Integrada. And while I was working there, I got involved with the Housing Authority in 2016. At that time, they were doing a deep dive into the housing needs here in Steamboat. Um, the economy had recovered from the recession, and we were starting to realize that we were in a housing shortage. And so I represented the Human Resource Coalition on something called the Steering Committee. And on that committee, we determined, um, well, we put together a matrix that kind of looked at supply and demand, obstacles, um, successes, consequences of housing in four different areas. First, there's seasonal housing, which is your seasonal workforce, whether it's the winter ski season or the summer season. And then we had low income, that's 60%, um, which is now shifted to 80% AMI or less. And then entry level is that group that's 80, probably now to about 150% AMI. And then the move it up category, which is the market rate um, properties. So we took a deep dive into the needs. And at that point, we determined that we were short somewhere around 12 to 1400 um, homes in Steamboat. And when we look at that we consider 2.5 people per home. So we were short homes for thousands of people.
1: Wow. Yeah, that that is a pretty significant amount. How confident are you that this community will be a success? I know in the past there's been a lot of like projects that have been going together but don't happen to get finished or like turn into something else, not quite the vision that the company had looked towards. What is your company going to do To ensure that it is a success towards sustainability and towards the support of low-income households?
0: That is a very big question. So let's start with the history. Yes the Brown family sold it I want to say in 2007 and Steamboat 700 had a plan to develop it. Uh, They made it through the process and then there was a law within the city which I can't quote that said if somebody basically had if you got a thousand signatures it could go to a public vote and it went to a public vote and it was voted down so they couldn't develop it and then brain gray did a lot of work and was getting super close to being able to do some sort of project out there and that um, fell apart also for unknown reasons and so uh last summer uh steamboat 700 but it up for sale. These donors purchased it and gifted it to the housing authority. And we immediately started calling it the Brown Ranch because of the historic piece of that, um, you know, from the Brown family that had owned it for just over a hundred years before selling. And and it's now part of the community, right? So we all own it. Anybody that lives here owns it because it's uh, owned by the housing authority. The first thing we knew was we had to put together some sort of community engagement because we wanted to hear what everyone else had to say. You know, we could have hired consultants, which we did, that help us with sustainability, urban design, infrastructure, energy, you know, all those in supply and demand and all those pieces that they're experts at. And we have those folks. They're amazing. But we also knew that we wanted the community's input uh, because even if the statistics or the information they dug up said one thing, if the community wanting, wanted something else, that doesn't work, right? So um, we immediately asked for applications from the community. We got over 90, and we picked a steering committee of 20 people. They are absolutely amazing. They take a lot of responsibility in their job. Uh, final decisions go to them. So they get the hard job of making the Uh, the hard choices at the end, because, you know, there's always a lot of viewpoints and solid viewpoints on both sides. So um, those folks are wonderful. And Patrick Stave, the professor uh, that works in sustainability at CMC, is one of those folks. And he even headed up the sustainability focus team. So those people got together last fall, worked super hard, created a vision, and then they created four guiding principles for the project, we had a big community event at the Strings Tent or the Strings Music Pavilion the end of January and introduced the five focus teams. And we had, we just completed last week, six meetings with each of those. And they're all working together to, um, you know, put together their priorities. And so that's been super exciting. So everything we do out there has to follow the vision, which is the Brown Ranch Residence will live and connect in a vibrant, resilient, diverse and welcoming neighborhood that provides a wide variety of housing options and services designed by and for the Yampa Valley community. And then our four guiding principles in priority. So first and and most important is the Brown Ranch will provide affordable and attainable housing options for the Route County workforce in a timely and efficient manner that meets both the urgent and the long-term need. The next one is the Brown Ranch will provide quality housing that is sustainable, yet flexible, modern, efficient, safe, healthy, environmentally responsible, and in harmony with existing natural systems. Third, the Brown Ranch will be both physically and emotionally connected to the community, providing opportunity for social cohesion and successful, vibrant, and healthy lifestyles. And lastly, the community-driven process to design and develop the Brown Ranch will be inclusive, fact-based, honest, cost efficient, and collaborative with all relevant stakeholders.
1: That's amazing. Those are amazing guidelines to keep like the vision and the, the focus of sustainability toward like for the community that they're developing. I think that could be really valuable for trying to try new things to it be more sustainable and then input them into our other surrounding communities like Hayden, Craig, Steamboat, or even anything else. But I think that's great. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to the Annie Zink Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK Community Radio. I'm Holly Fox, and this is My Own Two Hands, a monthly collaboration with Colorado Mountain College's Sustainability Studies Program. We are talking with Sheila Henderson, From the Steamboat Housing Authority about the housing crisis of Brout County. While this show is focused on my home county, areas all over Colorado are experiencing an affordable housing crisis. Hopefully the information we learn about today can apply to your hometown also. Thanks again for joining me today. What kind of environmental benefits will the brand ranch development have and what do you think they will look like? Well, so we've got um...
0: A lot of acreage out there. Uh, we know that just over 100 acres is not in the urban growth boundary. So when we go for annexation into the city limits here, um, we'll be just leaving that open space, which is wonderful because we know there's a lot of migratory patterns across there with birds and um, deer and elk and such. So that's a that's a nice piece that we have. And then uh, we also have Slate Creek running through it with some wetlands. So we've identified another 100 plus acres. That we're going to leave untouched and open space for, you know, trails and um, uh, just wildlife and and nature. Uh, so we're super excited because that's a large portion of the 534 acres. So we're going to develop about 326. Uh, what portion of that's going to be commercial? We don't know. And residential, we're we're working on it. We have some preliminary numbers. We're looking at sustainability, not really environmental pieces, but a lot of sustainability pieces in our development of the Brown Ranch. It's definitely a piece that goes into every focus. So for example, sustainability for long-term affordability of the homes. So we're looking at land trusts and deed restrictions and things for the units that are for purchase. We're looking at sustainability as far as, uh, you know, the wildland fires, which you mentioned a little while ago. We have a fire consultant that's going to ensure we do best practices and kind of mitigate any risk there. We are bringing sustainability into the energy piece. There's a lot of talk about what type of energy and options we have out there for heating and cooling of units. And we have a climate action plan here in Route County that is our best practices and we're doing our best to follow that. Uh, We're looking at net zero concepts. We are looking at sustainability of materials and longevity of materials, whether it's for low income housing or a little bit higher income. We want to make sure that there's a health equity piece and a sustainability piece that goes across um, all levels of housing out there. I think those are kind of the key pieces, but, you know, walkability, uh, bikeability, not a lot of cars, right?
1: Awesome. That's wonderful to hear. I know um, getting involved with nature and to sustainability will be very important when trying to develop things like that. Um, my next question is that I was wondering what kind of backup plans you guys might have if the building plans and develops, development might be delayed or canceled um, coming up to like, the initial development.
0: As far as backup plans. So that's a very broad question. Um, we're putting a plan in place and we're leaving the timeline very vague right now. And I guess that's our backup plan. Um, you know. We know that there's an urgent need, so we're trying to get a certain piece done first, and our first phase is going to have the most units. Right now, we're looking at somewhere around um, 1,150 units, maybe 1,250 200, 1, units in the first phase, so that wow. we can- Yeah, we can address the need and that'll be a variety of um, income levels because you kind of alluded to it earlier. The mobility piece is what's missing as part of what's missing here and creating this crunch right now is everybody's stagnant. Nobody's shifting, whether they're moving up to a bigger home because they're having a family or um, wanting to downsize because the kids are off to college or someone's getting older. You know, we're all just kind of stuck in whatever housing we're in um, three or four years ago. So, you know, providing options in those gap income levels so that we can move people out of, for for example, entry level, right? There's a lot of people that own entry level that want to move up, but they can't because there's no supply. So if we provide supply there, they can move up and out of entry level, which then provides some entry level for purchase or for rent from people that are stuck in a rental position right now, that's a lower income, you know, Um, we are going to be providing education for folks. As soon as we get through this planning process that hope to live out there Um, education on financing uh, the requirements we put into place for long-term stewardship and affordability and how they can save and get in, um, to a place out there, so yeah, that kind of financial educational piece to help folks transition. Uh, the housing authority properties, we know we have people in in those properties right now that are saving and would love to, you know, buy a trailer or a condo or or just rent something a little larger, and they can't leave either, right? No supply. It's all about supply. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I know. Our supply is not holding up to our demand at the moment, but I am floored to see that we are making a great effort to get things, get the like the ball rolling and everything. From your, since you're like equity based, I was wondering, I know there was a bit of concern when I was in Patrick State's class last semester, that if you guys build this whole community and there's grocery stores and like businesses and maybe a school over here, how will you integrate Steamboat Springs area also into Brand Rent so there's no ex- uh, excluding of each area and there's inclusivity and, of different backgrounds, races, and like everything like that?
0: Right. So, as far as the people that want to move out there, um, it, you know, we're going to have multiple income levels is the goal, right? That's part of our vision. Everything always wraps back to the vision and the guiding principles. So the goal is to have a diverse set of incomes, which brings you a diverse set of all the other demographics usually. Um, And, you know, we have DEI policies and and things of that nature already within the housing authority that ensure inclusivity. And, uh, you know, as far as the it being connected. Like one of the guiding principles is the connectivity to steamboat. So how do we do that? Because we want to have all those um, pieces and parts out there. So it's walkable. People don't have to get in their car and drive, you know, into town or over to the mountain area to get food or to go to the coffee shop or, you know, to socialize. So there's going to be a lot of community gathering places. And those of course are going to be open to all steamboat community members. So, and the bike path is going to be joining up to the Brown Ranch. And we already have an easement through there and it might shift a little, but that goes over to the other neighborhoods like Silver Spur and Steamboat 2 and um, Heritage Park so that they can all join and, and get to town on a bike or a walking path. So that's going to really help with that connectivity and just the fact that we're going to be having more you know bike paths and areas that folks can go and open space and parks and community areas that, you know i think that'll bring a lot of people out there especially if their friends are living out there and then there's some talk about you know we might want to go old school here and pull up a bunch of the names of old restaurants and bars in town and things that have a lot of uh, historic significance and maybe name the streets and neighborhoods out there after those places and that might help with the connectivity, but it's yet to be fully determined.
1: I feel like a lot of it can't be implemented until we have the buildings and have everything put together. Um, I think up in the air is totally acceptable right now because we know where we're going, we have that vision. Um, And when we get there, we'll we'll start to know what really works for the community and what they need. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss today with our listeners so that they are well-informed about the Brand Ranch and the YBHA?
0: Yeah, so we're doing a really um, large health equity component, looking at the social determinants of health and um, how the Brown Ranch, each piece and part of it, can be um, completely equitable when we look at health. So, you know, we're looking at a medical center in some fashion out there, so access to medical, access to food. like I said before, building materials that are the same, lots of walkability and connectivity. So, you know, we're not going to have like lower income units all in one area with different access than, um, you know, maybe market rate or move it up units. So uh, it's going to be a complete mix. And that's a lot of fun. We're working with public health and all the medical professionals in town, the different um, foundations in town that support folks and uh, and then nonprofits that work in that field. So. It's a lot of fun and we're coming up with a number of indicators and outcomes so we can measure the success of the Brown Ranch as we move forward with it and see if it really relieved a lot of the pressure that's going on. So a couple examples are like, um, does it relieve our workforce crisis? You know, in talking to folks um, around town, it seems like people tell us they're somewhere between 20 and 40 percent short-staffed, which is evident in the reduced hours and you know, closure days at restaurants and banks and things. And then we're also looking at the doubled up households because we know that there are a lot of neighborhoods and certain areas where there's a lot more than one family living in a home. And that creates a big drain on our human resource and support and crisis agencies and law enforcement because a lot of bad things happen when you put way too many people in a household. So we'll be tracking doubled up households also, or right now quadrupled up households. So we're working on a very large health equity piece. That's really exciting. And, and I think is going to be a really good way to measure the success.
1: Yeah. I definitely think that will be valuable for the development of the community. The health equity piece, I think is a good foundation because the people want to feel supported, seen, heard, and just given a chance to grow and thrive. And then that will turn to good. And I think our community really thrive after that.
0: Yeah. Well, we know from all our work that there's three things that have to occur, right? Housing's kind of at the base of the pyramid for a healthy, vibrant lifestyle. And we need housing that is stable, which means when your lease comes up, your landlord can't sell it or increase your rent dramatically. And so you're always worried about that. We want housing that's safe and safe means there's not too many people in it, or it could be the physical structure. You know, we've got a lot of aging um, properties and trailer parks and things in town. So we won't need safe housing and then affordable and affordable is 30%, no more than 30% of your total income as far as costs. So as soon as you have those three stable, safe, and affordable, everything else in your life tends to fall into place.
1: Well, Thank you so much to our guest, Sheila Henderson, for joining us today. It was very lovely talking to you, and I really appreciate all your input and the knowledge you've given our listeners today.
0: You're very welcome. Thanks for having the Housing Authority a part of your your program.
1: Thank you for tuning into My Own Two Hands with Anti-Zenka Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK. I'm Holly Fox. I really appreciate you listening to our show today. With all the hard work and dedication that the Steamboat Housing Authority has put towards the housing crisis, I really do believe we will have some positive progress in Steamboat. Our people will want to bring their friends and family to the valley again. Our community will be filled with hope and motivation to make Yampa Valley a better place that's welcoming to all. If you would like to learn more about the Brown Ranch Project, feel free to visit their website at https slash brownranchsteamboat.org where they have their mission statements and progress reported weekly to learn more about sustainability and hear from the diverse voices of Colorado Mountain College's sustainability studies program. Tune in on the third Wednesday of every month from 4 to four thirty. May we all go out and put a little bit more good into the world. Thank you so much for listening to Andy Zinka Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK.